Thank you, choir and orchestra, for that uh, wonderful display of the gospel and music. I want to close with just a few words uh, concerning that same gospel. I begin this way. Each of us has a perspective, correct? We see life and every event through our own eyes, our own perspective. So there's some sense in which perspective is everything. And often our perspective on any given event, perhaps this one or another, because of familiarity or closeness to the object, the reality of it can become a bit blurred. So on occasion, it's helpful to hear about the same event from someone else's perspective. An author named J.B. Phillips wrote a fantasy story entitled The Visited Planted. And he gave us this perspective. The story goes this way. He said there was a senior angel who was introducing a young junior angel to the celestial heavens. They were on this grand tour of galaxies that our eyes have never seen. And as they approached our galaxy, they got close enough that the planet Earth emerged from view. The older, wiser angel looked at the little angel and he said, I want you to watch that one particularly. And he pointed with his finger. Well, it, it looks very small and rather dirty to me, said the little angel. What's so special about that one? That, replied the senior angel solemnly, is the visited planet. Visited? Said the little one. Do you mean visited by... Yes, I do, said the older angel. That ball, which no doubt looks to you small and insignificant and not perhaps overly clean, has been visited by our young Prince of Glory. And at that he bowed his head reverently. But how? queried the younger one. Do you mean that our great and glorious Prince, with all these wonders and splendors of his creation and millions more that I'm sure I haven't even seen yet, went down in person to this fifth-rate little ball? Why should he do a thing like that? It isn't for us, said the senior angel a little stiffly, to ask whys of him, except that I must point out to you that he's not impressed with size and numbers as you seem to be, but that he really went down, I know, and all of us in heaven who know anything know that. As to why, why he became one of them, well, how else do you suppose he could visit them? The little angel's face wrinkled in disgust. Do you mean to tell me, he said, that he stooped so low as to become one of those creeping, crawling creatures of that floating ball? 
I do, said the senior angel, and I don't think he would like you to call them creeping, crawling creatures in that tone of voice. For strange as it may seem to us, he loves them. He went down to visit them, to lift them up, to become like him. The little angel uh, looked back with a blank stare. Such a thought was almost beyond his comprehension. And really, when we take that perspective that we know, it's almost beyond our comprehension as well. Or to put it in the words of part of the narration that we heard in our cantata, what just happened in this story is that God in Jesus Christ placed his hand on the head of humanity and he said, you are mine. You are loved. God loves you. The God of the universe who made the spectacular spectacle that we call this earth. He loves you. Furthermore, he was with you at birth. He was with you as you grew from a child. He's been with you since your first cry until this very day. And he will be with you even to your death because God loves you. As a matter of fact, he loves you so much that he came to take your story, which like my story and everyone else, will end in death and insert life into it so that death becomes resurrection. So that our death to ourself and our physical death in this life ushers us into the presence of Almighty God. He came because he loves. That's the perspective we ought to grasp once again in this Christmas season. To remember what we know from a different angle and to receive once again, though we may have many times before, the love of God that comes through Jesus Christ our Lord. Of course, if you're like me, you've been through quite a few Christmas services. You've heard the carol sung so many hundreds of times. And if you're like me, you ought to be in the same position to receive him once again, to make him as if it were for the first time your Lord and Savior. If you've not, I can't imagine a better day than a day like this with the message so clear, the light so brilliant, and I think your heart's so stirred by the Spirit. Make this the day that you bow your head and take him as your Lord.
Will you pray with me? Our gracious Heavenly Father, creator and sustainer of all things, we thank you for coming in the person of Jesus Christ. We thank you for offering us forgiveness of sins, and we thank you for the new life that comes from following you. We pray, Lord, that in this Christmas season, you will remind us again of the great truth of the incarnation that you, God, became human. Remind us of the great redemption that you, not just then, but even right now, are working in our life to redeem us and make us like you. Lord, we know we don't deserve it, but we're overwhelmingly grateful. So for those of us who know you and have for many years, we kneel again at the majesty in that manger and recommit ourselves to follow you. And Lord, for someone or more than one this morning, we pray that they will kneel at the majesty in the manger that they perhaps, for the first time, will repeat repeat those amazing, simple, and profound words that they may have heard on another occasion but never taken into their hearts. Words like this, Lord Jesus, I'm sorry. I've chased everything in this world to try to find meaning. And I now realize I can only find it in you. Forgive me of my sins. Take me to be your child. May that be someone's words in their heart, and may this day be a new day, a day that ushers in eternal life into the heart of a finite passing human being. And we'll thank you. In the name of Christ our Lord we pray. Amen.